0: Again, thanks for joining us all today. Go ahead, Dave. Okay,
1: but first, uh, some stuff about me. Me, me, me. (laughs) I'm a solutions (laughs) engineer at 7Signal. Uh, CWNA certified, got a lot of wireless experience over 25 years uh, experience with wireless. Uh, Recognized as a Cisco innovator when I was at Cisco. Uh, I was involved with uh, standards. Uh, For instance, I was the chair of H11i, which was for enhanced security. Familiar with WPA, WPA2. Where that comes from. So also the initial task group chair of the IEEE 8211AH and and for sub 1 gigahertz operation, which is soon to take over the world. <laughs> and then also, I was involved with the initial formation of Wi Fi Alliance. Uh, it was known as Weka back then. And I got a number of patents. Uh, so, that's uh, enough about me. So, uh, what's on the agenda for this webinar? Some, some background on MAC addresses. And so then you might say, well, what what, what all is the issue? Uh, and then there's some previous work that was already done. And so if that's already done, then what do you actually need this 11BH stuff for? Uh, so some MAC uh, address uh, background information. Uh, as So one of the trivia questions was that, uh, what is the MAC address actually made up of? And you can kind of see that the first, three bytes are made up of the uh, oui so that's kind of like where whose um uh, device that actually came from so the manufacturer of the network interface card is typically what you know would be there uh, then you'll see some if you look at the b1 and the b2 i was talking about that unicast versus multicast bit and the globally unique versus the locally administered bit uh that's so it's actually two less than 24 so by my calculation that would make it 22 bits uh but if you actually go to your if you're running windows and you go to a command prompt and you run IP config uh this is for instance my my laptop uh the the wireless card you can actually see that the your physical address which is what that mac address is uh and that is, so each network interface card, has a unique address on it. So that's kind of interesting to know, If in case you didn't know that. Uh, so what's the big issue? Um, I, I think for on wired side, you know, it might not be that big of a deal. Uh, but it's a bigger concern on the wireless. And the reason why is because uh, since the network interface card has got an identifier. And it's actually broadcast out in the air. Then you could have somebody that's, for instance, in the parking lot. And if the person kind of knows, oh, you know what? If I always see this this MAC address, and it seems like it's coming from Dave's laptop, then they kind of know that they don't actually need to kind of like come into the building. Now, for me, <laughs> most people won't care, but you could imagine that some people, uh, you know, that are more famous or you know be concerned that they with people tracking them that uh, that you know that they uh, don't even need to ne- come into the uh, room itself that they could kind of just guess that the person is local because they could kind of see that uh, the device of theirs hence there's some kind of concern about this As there was some uh, previous work. Uh, within 82.11aq um, and then it, it just kind of mentions hey if you wanted to use a random mac address uh, here's some suggestions uh and uh, you kind of come up with a random mac address and there's some other things that uh that kind of point out that, uh for instance that the ofdm scrambler that could be used uh, it, for people that are not familiar with there's also like sequence numbers there's signal strength uh, and so these types of things, if you're actually watching the uh, traffic on the air, you can kind of like, like surmise where something is coming from. So it's not just the MAC address, but MAC address uh, is kind of like one of those things that's just kind of big out there that kind of say, oh, you know what? I kind of like see that this MAC address is usually associated with this person. Uh, and so you, you can kind of actually see it. The, the, the screenshot I have on the right is that you would see that um, for different types of phones, that uh, they uh, do kind of like allow. I don't know about all the phones, but a certain number of phones will allow you to specify and tell it that you want to use a random MAC address. And the reason why is just so that you kind of say, well, make it harder for somebody to track that when you're on your phone with Wi-Fi that uh, that you know that you're, where you're physically are located. Uh, I didn't get into where that the boundaries of the MAC address. Uh, kind of would go um uh, just like a, a quick example is, is that it's a layer two type of thing so if i'm in my home you wouldn't see that the uh, mac address on the wired side kind of go out of my home gateway uh, but it's still uh, just from the sense of wireless you, you could pick it up over the air you could kind of then see that uh, where uh that it's uh coming from so that it is kind of the Uh, Concern and using a random MAC address can cause some issues. Hence, there's going to be some work kind of coming along in BH. Uh, So this work is just getting started, and as you might guess, it they're kind of saying, "Well, what are the issues?" (laughs) And they've got a document. I I just gave a link to the latest uh, revision, uh, which is revision nine. Uh, so I think that just came out the, this week. So obviously I'll, this I'll drop could be that updated. In chat too. Okay. And so this is where they're kind of cataloging all the issues. Uh, now I kind of like picked up some that I kind of saw that kind of resonated with me. This is not to say that these are going to be the final things that they're going to re- actually resolve. It's just more along the lines of kind of saying, "Hey, uh, we could run into an issue here. We could run into an issue here." uh now just you know kind of say they'll have to come along and say well which ones do they want to actually tackle and then when presentations come along then they can kind of you know they're going to see the pluses and minuses of different proposals uh so they kind of use this as a guide as to well, what exactly are you resolving um to kind of come up uh, to guide them as to the actual um, way that they uh, settle on coming up with a solution so, for instance, uh parental controls parental controls are typically that that you'll have some type of uh, uh something like your access point It would kind of say, "Oh, do you want to prohibit some device from going out to websites or something like that?" and that's typically tied to the mac address so um so therefore, if it's random, then <laughs> obviously it's not gonna be blocked so. Uh, that you know obviously would be an issue there. The other thing that kind of comes into mind that you kind of imagine is that uh, customer support and troubleshooting. Uh, that if you're uh, randomizing this MAC address and somebody says that they're having a problem, typically the question that somebody from support would ask is well, what's your MAC address? Here, it's gonna be random. So that's gonna be an issue there. Uh, so you can kind of see that there'd be a host of uh, issues that could kind of come along with uh, using a random MAC address. Uh, on past webinars, I kind of talked about the uh, PAR uh, for people that are not familiar with it. That's before the task group gets started, that you have to kind of define what you want to go off and do. Uh, and that's uh, you create a project authorization request. And that's, uh, and we've for two minutes with PAR. And so that power has to be then approved. And so that power has been approved. uh, And the scope is important because it kind of says, well, what exactly do you want to kind of go off and do? It actually kind of, uh, I I didn't get into it here, but there is another task group that's getting started, which is, I believe, BI, which has to do with more from a security perspective. But here they kind of mentioned some of the things that we were kind of talking about before. Uh, For instance, um, customer support. How do you kind of Go off and do uh, provide customer support when you don't have any way of knowing well, which device is actually having the issue. Where exactly is this work getting, uh, as kind of mentioned, that they're, uh, it's just kind of getting started. Uh, the group doesn't think that it's going to take them long. By long, Uh, You know, these things are relative. That's uh, when we talk about, um, if you're coming up with a new radio, like a different phi. those are typically like in like the seven year range, kind of take uh, quite a while. They're not thinking that it's going to take seven years. Uh, This one is very somewhat limited in what they're trying to get into. There's already some previous work and they're just kind of saying, well, maybe what we want to do is kind of come up with some proposals to um, help address some issues uh so this is they're kind of thinking that they're going to be done in uh, 2023 so from an IEEE to 2011 perspective that's a short time frame uh and that's also kind of like, i'm just kind of coming uh, giving you the timeline that's uh from IEEE to 11 so the technical proposals are getting started uh the while you can't actually if you're not a, a member of IEEE to 11 that you can't get the actual standards unless they're been published for six months. You can get off, go get the proposals. So you can just kind of go to the uh, website and you'll see that they make it nice and easy for you to grab the submissions that are out there. And there's also kind of like a status page uh, that you'll be able to see. So you go to the status page, you'll see it, and then you'll be able to go to the submissions. And you'll see that they're actually coming up with different proposals that are being discussed. So, currently, they're kind of going off and say they've defined their scope about what they're going to do. They're going off and saying, well, what are the issues that come up with random uh, MAC addresses? Uh, My sense is that looks like that that's just about to be finished up, probably this, this session. And then they'll get into proposals about how to address this kind of coming up next. So that's exactly where we're at. And this is where we kind of get into the Q&A. All right, awesome. So Donna, cool. Yeah, I I didn't even have to wake you up this time.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> very engaged presentation, buddy. Um
0: so okay. ultimately is is this a big deal these changes that are coming? What are your thoughts?
1: I see them as um they will be in uh, Important for uh, people that are in customer support as to as the as random MAC addresses become more popular and people see this uh, for the average user, uh, it might not be an issue. It's probably good from a a knowledge perspective that uh, your location uh, can be uh, tracked if you're not, you know, watching out for this. Now, is that a, a, you know, a usual concern for everybody? Uh, I'm I'm usually not that worried about it, but uh, that, you know, I'm not you know, like a well-known. And so that, you know, if you're like a celebrity, I could see that you would be concerned about it. Uh, so I'd say, hey, this is a heads up for any celebrities out there <laughs> that you, you would probably want to use a random MAC address so that the, the paparazzi and stuff can't track you just because of your phone.
0: <laughs> right. How about things uh, like a captive portal, any impact there?
1: That's kind of like a good one that the, um, it was, I saw some early discussions about captive portals. And when I looked at their issues tracking list that the captive portal was on there, uh, I'm not exactly sure if they're going to address it. For people that I should back up a step and kind of get into captive portals. That captive portals, this is kind of like, say, for instance, you go to a Starbucks or something like that, and you get onto the web page, and the web page kind of like asks you some kind of questions and says, um, You're not going to do anything bad. And then you click on something saying, I agree, and lets you get onto the internet. Uh, And how are they actually tracking? What they're doing typically is they're tracking your MAC address to allow you to say, Oh, if this MAC address changes, it must be a a different user, so I'm going to go off and uh, present them with that page again. And so if you start using random MAC addresses, most likely you're going to have to keep on clicking every time that that MAC address changes. So that would be a a bit of a nuisance. Mm -hmm. Is is that so bad? Now, if you already have a, um, a random, if you started off with a random MAC address, you could just kind of like say, well, don't change your random MAC address. <laughs> so, you know, if I go to a Starbucks, it's like, well, don't change it. You know, how long am I actually there? Uh, you know, I'm probably not going to be there for longer than an hour. So, do, do you really need to change it within that hour time frame? And I think what the group is probably going to come along and say is just don't change it within that hour time frame. Uh, there were some other things that I uh, was looking at as well within the standard to say, well, uh, it, as long as you just have the um, Opinion that it shouldn't change within a given time frame or certain conditions. You know, recognizing that it's probably not going to be an issue, um, but that, that's to be that's to be seen. Uh, the group might decide that and say, well, it does need to address uh, capital portals. So I think that's a big question mark at this point in time. What the group will actually sure. do.
0: Sure, that makes sense. Um, Looking back over the Q&A portal here, uh, Jason, shout out to you from the Big Easy in New Orleans. Uh, Ashish um, points out that uh, Random Mac is causing a lot of issues with mobile device management, any comments there?
1: I think that's where that they're kind of talking about as far as um, customer support, that it's going to be an issue. The one thing that I, and I'm i not sure if the, 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 what this is what they're referring to, that if, if you're doing uh, 11R, that's, which is for fast roaming, and, well, what that would do is that the, the back address does kind of come into 11R. So if you're changing it, uh, that that's going to cause you an issue. You, you wouldn't want to change it. Uh, so you might just want to put limitations on when, the you know, how often. And um because that the reauthentication would have to kind of happen during that change. Now, is that something that the group would address uh, or not? I, I think that still remains to be seen. But my sense of that right now is that they're not going to change, you know, address that. Uh, but they would want to address if you're looking at it from a support perspective, saying, Oh, I'm the infrastructure kind of guy, and I want to be able to kind of figure out Uh, if some device is having an issue and try to track uh, to kind of give some guidance. Um, Hopefully, that answers the question.
0: Yeah, thanks, Dave, and thanks for the question, Ashish. Um, Question here from Steve, uh, more of a comment and maybe looking for some feedback. It says, although MAC addresses have always been vulnerable to over-the-air eavesdropping and spoofing, uh, some systems use Mac addresses for device authentication. Um, any any thoughts there?
1: Yeah, that's actually one of the, that falls in line with the parental controls. And that's they that in which they kind of specify that that is within their scope. And it is one of the issues that they want to address. Uh, for instance, that's, um, you know, if you've got some young kids at home and it's very common to have systems that would say, oh, Johnny's um, MAC address, just enter it in here and we'll make sure that, you know, that will block these certain sites. Uh, So yes, that is one of the issues that they're trying to address.
0: Yeah, and uh, another comment here around university environments where uh, MAC addresses are used for registration, a MAC registration. Mm -hmm. uh, Is that uh, something they're gonna address as well, hopefully?
1: I would view that as falling into that same bucket. Same bucket. And so, the, yeah. So I would say yes. Um, are you familiar
0: with a uh, Mac denial list? Is that that sounds like parental controls to me? Is that the same thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, usually, you can kind of say is, is something on the whitelist or something on the blacklist. Mm-hmm. Uh, white list means that you put this device on there and it's allowed. Blacklist means I put this on the list and that means disallow. So it's kind of the like same thing but from a different perspective.
0: Yeah, um Abdul says that I guess for troubleshooting it's not an issue as there is a huge push to to use an identify based authentication and they can use
1: as a reference. That makes sense. Yeah, um, if you're familiar with um things like um uh, doing 802.1x, for instance, if you're doing peep, there's an identifier, so you don't actually need to be tied to. I, I think this is where they're going is, is that you know you get tied to the identifier rather than the MAC address. Mm-hmm. Michael's got a
0: question here. Uh, would this randomization be per device, per SSID, or per session?
1: Per device, it's. Uh, it is going to be per session. By session, I mean uh, I probably have to put some text around session. Uh, if you are uh, removing yourself from the network and connect, connecting back up, uh, that's if you have the same random MAC address, you'll be able to kind of get on. But if you were to use a, you know, change your MAC address be between that, then you'd have an issue. Uh, so so for instance, if um we were talking about parental controls now say johnny ha little Johnny has a phone and they have also their laptop and so typically what you'd have to do is you would have to put uh that uh, Johnny's laptop and phone within uh, the you know sort of the hey don't allow him to go out to certain websites. Uh, so likewise, that be, it falls into that category.
0: All right, looks like uh, we've got time for one more. I've got uh, one here from uh, Jason. Uh, any issues with BYOD using corporate SSID with random Mac on by default?
1: Random Mac on by default. Uh, it really kind of depends on what your authentication type is on that BYOD. Uh, kind of like what we were talking before was that uh, if you're kind of using like a one x like a PEEP uh, authentication for BYOD, then it's gonna be the identity that you, you know, provide that's gonna come in. Uh, whereas if it's a pre-shared key, or if you were kind of like, you know, if what you did was kind of like whitelist the MAC addresses, then that, that would definitely be an issue. Um, typically people don't uh, use that in a corporate environment. Uh, That's more of like a home type of thing. Okay.
0: Uh, You know what? And as I was saying, we have time for one more question. I'll give Chris uh, the benefit of the doubt here. He's uh, sent a question in as I was saying that. So let's throw one more at you, Dave. It says, uh, from a high level, what are some ideas of how these issues would be addressed in uh, 802.11BH? If MACs continue to be randomized, it would seem that there would have to be some sort of identifier for the client.
1: Yeah, um, so I did look at some of the, as I kind of mentioned, it's just getting started as far as what the proposals are. Uh, but there are some proposals out there you can kind of take a look at. And where they kind of go and it kind of makes sense. Is that, well, if it's just, because when you look at the AQ, it's just, it's all it is, is guidance to say to the client's, Uses a random MAC address well <laughs> obviously if it's random it's going to be a little bit difficult uh, but that's uh, what you would see by some of the proposals is that it's it's more than that it's an exchange between the clients and the uh, the access point so that the um, uh, the client is uh, so the access point can kind of like say oh you know, what kind of uh, are you uh, using some type of random MAC address? So it's kind of uh, I, would, I would kind of limit the amount that I would say is, is that it's it involves both the clients and the access point rather than currently what's happens is it's strictly a client decision.
0: Ray and I want to know if that breaks roaming. Uh,
1: that's well, that was one of the questions that uh, was kind of like a good question, which has to do with roaming. If you're doing it at 11 uh you can't change your Mac address. Um, like if you started off and you said, well, I'm starting and I've got a Mac address and then I roam and I keep that same random Mac addresses, then things will work fine. But if you were to change it while, you know, before you roamed, uh, you know, just be, you said, oh, as I'm roaming, I'm going to change it. Well, that would break it, and you're not it, that Roam is not going to work. Uh, at least the fast Roam part would not work. You'd have to do a full reauthentication, so that kind like, of defeats the purpose of the fast Roam. So, makes sense.